Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool kids be like Chemistry sucks a D Adults be like Physics, honey, not for me But we're all just alive for a tinty bit And science is the best way to understand it Side note, we show you studies are bang Side note, even scientists can be gay Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense But we are a science here to make things make sense Today we are talking about hustle culture. We are going to go off on some of the YouTubers and influencers who we think proliferate this issue. We're going to talk about something called workism and also how long should our work weeks be? Inside out. Did you see what I wrote? What? From my notes for what we're going to talk about right now? No. Like that's a song that's on TikTok. Yes. Right? And I was going to bring up TikTok, were you? Oh, no. But I mean, I don't know. I'm like really addicted to it. We are. Okay. Like it's scary. This is what I wrote because I was like, okay, what's new? What's going on? I feel proud because I deleted Facebook and I got rid of it and I'm just like free of that. But then I was also like, <laughs> I'm utterly addicted to TikTok. Okay. So while you got rid of America, now you're into Chinese companies. Interesting. Wow. Wait, what's that supposed to mean? Well, TikTok, <laughs> I mean, there's well, a lot not of Americans. So. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Wait, are we doing, what did we learn this week? No. Oh, okay. I thought that's what your TikTok I'm was just about. Saying, that's what my TikTok Oh my God, I, I thought you were talking about TikTok. No, I, I just was like, this, this is what's going on in my life oh. right now. Like I just came in and I was like, I, I don't have Facebook anymore. I finally made the change. And Do got you have any qualms with the concept and issue that it is like a Chinese uh, company and what that like repercussions might come with that? Like Mark Zuckerberg's obviously like, you know, trying. he's all paranoid and worried that we're all. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can make a whole video or sorry, a whole podcast on this. But yeah, that's true. Um, Yes, in some ways, but in others, I am like, why is, do we really think America's any better at handling and selling our information? <laughs> I know, it's actually, I know, like, that's kind of what I think too. We're Canadians, so we're sort of like on either side. I understand like the censorship aspect of it. Yeah, right? so did you because... hear about the girl recently doing a makeup tutorial mm -hmm. who at the end of it called out the treatment of the Chinese government towards the Muslim minority in mm -hmm. China, and then they took it down. Yeah, but then they put it back, saying it was a random glitch. Exactly. Like it's spooky. <laughs> We're living literally in Black Mirror, but I do love TikTok. Yeah, I thought or it was addicted. interesting. I mentioned this to you the other day. How it's one of the it's like the new age of social media where you actually don't 
have very much choice. Like the whole thing is like YouTube, Netflix, they're all curating and giving you options to look at where TikTok just gives you something. What do you mean? Uh, so when you go on TikTok, there's not much of an interface. It just shows you a video and then you oh, swipe yeah. to the next one and then you swipe to the next one and you swipe to the next oh, one. Yeah. You're not actively ever really looking for something. Oh there, my God. You can, but it's just kind of like the new age of social media and they're anticipating that Facebook and YouTube will start to look at this because they want to keep up with And literally be like, going. no, you can't even search. You can't, it's just, it's this like, is the information we, you want. Our AI figures out what you want, and you don't actually, you don't have to worry about it. You open YouTube and then it have science just video just starts video. playing. Like it might go there eventually. It would. It will. Oh my gosh. Okay, this really does. We like should what do we're a whole. We today. should do a whole podcast on this. If you guys yeah, are interested. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly. Well, even if you're not, we're gonna do it. <laughs> oh, what did we learn this week? Okay, so my study today is related to working. Uh, it's looking at working age Americans, which is 25 to 61, I believe. Wait, 64. What? People work before 25, right? Uh, yes, but maybe that defines... Um, like when you found your career. Or, you know, like they have definitions for the workforce. Like the most healthy workforce is probably between those ages. Maybe before that, you're more likely to be in part-time school. or on and off. And then after that, you're more likely to retire. So maybe that's just like the bulk of people working full-time jobs. Wow. Wow, drag part-time students. Anyway, oh, I didn't mean that. You know, lots, lots of people in that age are also part-time, but you know what I mean. No, and you didn't write fulfilling. this article. I didn't write the article. I didn't make the definition. I okay. guess it's fair to say the workforce is 25 to 61. Makes sense. Um, bad news, though. What? Uh, Americans are dying at increasingly <gasps> oh, higher rates and much younger. Wait. So our life expectancy, or sorry, not ours, but America's in particular, is has been declining since 2014. Every what single year. What the heck? You just buried the lead on that. When? Why does that have anything to do with the work? Oh, they those people. At the- because the implication oh. is that people are dying when they should be alive and working. Um, Wait, I'm so confused. Sorry, I think it's because you like every time I do of what I learn, it's literally you being so no, confused. Mitch, I'm like, <laughs> Rach was here last week. She understood. What? Because you started that it had to do with working and like hustle culture, I thought. So now I'm just confused as to with death. Does it have anything to do? I'm confused. What it has, it has to, to do, do with, the, with the jobs? So it's it's especially in areas that are suffering economically. So people and their jobs are either unhappy or don't have work, particularly like in the Rust Belt. People have lost their jobs in manufacturing. And then they die younger? Yeah, they're dying younger of um, like drug overdose, alcohol abuse, and suicide. They've coined it death of despair. And it's been increasing every single year since 2014. Um, This is related to what we're talking about today. Yeah, because it's not necessarily related to hustling or working hard, but it's it's the concept of despair that comes with that. Mm -hmm. But also, the opioid crisis is a serious, detrimental thing. That oh my god! But this in particular has happened to people who are suffering economically. So that may be people who have also had hard times and come across drugs, but not necessarily that have had like surgeries and become addicted to opioids. True. Um, But the implication is that. The workforce is completely changing because people are dying when they're not expect not like when they're not expected to, but previously like people would die much older, and so now it changes the dynamic of the workforce. Children are losing parents at younger ages, and then as a result, their lives are also. This be- is so predicted. depressing. I know. I'm sorry. Wait, but that's like the opposite of what everyone just assumes. Everyone assumes that with progress and with technology, like better, and things yeah. get better and better. I think this will ultimately tie into our topic today because a lot of it, I think, has to do with our mental states and 
what has become of our world when you know the rich get richer the poor get poorer and then we're all in this environment where we're just stressed and oh my god we have been trying to figure out how we talk about things more like happily uh, positively on asap science but i'm like it's hard when all the information i'm sorry no oh my god no it's i don't know this is a bigger topic of conversation but i am so like not sure if like the future is going to be brighter and i'm well, trying I to think trick myself a, and i think, think the other we way. can <laughs> look forward to the future and know that things don't always go in a linear progression i think these kinds of things wake us up and go okay something's wrong we have to do you something learn the about most this. when you're struggling i Same think with the world it also gave me a little perspective on you know we're obviously like a city queer boys and like very progressive, but this is happening in <laughs> rural areas. And I think people in rural areas are really suffering and it makes it a little easier to empathize when like you can see like part of the divide that's happening is because so many people in America, but also in the world are struggling because the divide between economics is getting so much bigger. And I think that is something we all need to realize more. Like there's these rich ass people who have all this freaking money and are loaded. And then there's all the people at the bottom who have nothing and are all fighting amongst each other because the rich people are like, yeah, go fight each other. You all have problems between each other, right? Whoa, go off. (laughs) Well, that's all it made me think of. I'm like, it sucks. Yeah. Like there's rural class people who are white, who are really struggling and dying really young. Wow. It's not, this was actually across all um, oh my God. races. Okay, sorry. This, this is, is like a, so intense. No, I'm not like. Should we? Uh, no. Should I change my, No, like you, this is all this? very, very important information. And it's just like, it just makes me think, obviously, as YouTubers who make science content, we are always trying to think like what is worth talking about. Especially now, I think we're really trying to figure out like what is meaningful to talk about. And I think this is where we need to be focusing. Like how do we create content like visual youtube videos that help address the issues that are going on to hopefully make some change because you're right there is a lot of things happening particularly in america and across the world and i think wealth disparity is a huge reason why we are seeing a lot of issues because it's not sustainable and we we are hearing about universal uh income it's it's related to the studies that i studied for this podcast episode like we need to figure out a way that as a species we help create more equality and i think with that will come more happiness Mm -hmm. more ability to actually like live a more meaningful life and it sounds like based on the study potentially like live longer Mm. hopefully um oh my god mine is so much more lighthearted. let's just get into it (laughs) i'm sorry guys i I just like i learned that this week no you don't need to apologize you don't need to apologize i mean i'm sorry to start it on like a bummer mood no it's okay like what what's (laughs) what did you learn this week (laughs) mine is just that (laughs) When studying languages, <laughs> <laughs> due to a lack of air pressure in like <laughs> mountainous regions, they found that languages that emerge at high altitudes are more likely to have words with strong expulsions of air in the consonant. Uh, what? <laughs> Which I thought was kind of cool. It's just like a way of looking at how language has evolved based on like the literal biology of our bodies. So when they look at languages that come from more mountainous areas, they realize that they actually need more expulsions of air because they're actually fighting against the fact there's lack of air pressure and their actual languages sound different than places like you're adapting to the air pressure yeah but then i'm also like is everyone from the mountain like really irritating and loud (laughs) (laughs) it's like are you from the mountain yeah (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) like it's not like yodeling it's probably like yeah 
Well, that's really fascinating. It makes you wonder too. <laughs> it's like how if that one thing is has an implication on language development, like how many other factors are there? Yeah, that could have influenced. We've language. done a video before on accents. I think language is obviously so interesting. The uh, book that I was reading where this came from, there's a lot of variety of things, but this one to me was the clearest example of obviously you can think about how there's a lack of air pressure the further you go up, so mm-hmm. your actual body has to figure out how to get the air out to make the words to evolve the language that's weird i don't know how to like i don't want to contradict your science i don't understand that. i'm like wouldn't a more pressure make it harder maybe i don't understand how that works like when what do you mean l- when there's less dense air it's yeah so you're actually yeah so well yeah and so you're actually having maybe because to push the, more air through to, to get travel. the actual noise yeah oh, okay i know th- i see what you're saying it is a little counterintuitive but yeah, i was no. picturing it being like harder to put out the words but maybe it's harder to have that sound travel. yeah so you need the consonants to Ooh. have more air or air going through that's super cool Breathe deep and a hodl is yodeling from the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like, if Ricola commercials are any indication, I guess wow. that's not yodeling, but it's like they're in the mountains. What is that about? What is Ricola again? I think it's a plant that is put into like a little gummy that is supposed to make you feel good. Lozenge vibes. Lozenge. It is lozenge. I haven't got sick this winter yet. Uh, other okay. than like being seasonally effectively depressed. Yeah, that's sick. And other I'm than mentally sick. Like, other than literally your farts are off the chain sometimes and I'm like are you sick and um okay wow <laughs> bring that all out wait I actually yeah I don't know my farts have been insane and we have a dog so I just blame it on the dog but constantly I'm like was that you or Ernie and he's always like Ernie but then I'm like it's not Ernie sometimes <laughs> though it is Ernie <laughs> study time study time study time hustle culture wow. wasn't there a movie called Hustlers we saw that right oh, is that what yeah, it was that, that I loved that it you one? thought it was okay but I loved I it I liked it I just it had a lot of hype but so we're talking oh. about it did <laughs> no no People I know really it. that was a very it. like specific way of saying but it but hustle true. culture I mean they were hustling in that like also yeah. working hard yeah. for their money uh, so hustle culture for those who don't know is this idea that it's like you know you grind you work hard all the time like if you're not working you're lazy and if you're what if you need a break you're weak and all these kind of ideas that has proliferated especially even in millennial culture I think yeah that um, was a that's a that's also like one take of it there's also like that was sort of like a mask there's also another take that's just like you know you have to work hard and be creative in this world in order to like make money like it's not always like sometimes it's not it, like, always so damning masked. but it yeah yeah but I think it always has this idea that you're kind the of harder weak you if work. you're not yeah it and it's like what you have to do let's talk about specifics I think of Gary V. When I think yeah, of this. I think he's been accused of hustle porn and he's addressed it now. And I think he's started to maybe stray away. But how? I want to, I yeah. literally consume like his Instagram and his TikTok sometimes. And it really frustrates me because I did hear him at some point say he's going to try and get away from that. But that's the right. only thing he talks about is how you need to work hard. You need to understand the algorithm. Like, he says things like that. He's like, if you don't like work smart, you're not going to make it. And it's mm-hmm. like, he never talks about sort of like the balance of like happiness or even just the fact that this is kind of like problematic. And he sounds like manic anyways, to me, he represents someone who's so popular. People might not know who he is, but I really feel like he is contributing to this. But a lot of YouTubers have, I think too. it's a very online influencer thing. Yeah. I mean, I understand to the degree we're going to get into our studies in a minute, but I understand okay. the degree to which, it's probably came from motivation, right? People wanting to be like motivated. And sometimes it works on me. If someone's like, yeah, you got to like put your time in and that's when you see fruition of something. You got to, you know, you can't, a flower doesn't just blossom. It has to have work into I it. I do stand up comedy now. It's a big part of it too. There's like two camps. One camp is like you grind it out. You go to open mics th- four times a night. 
And that's the only way that you'll make it. You have to grind, grind, grind. And there's other people who have a more balanced approach to it. But I think that balanced approach has only happened recently from people like being exhausted Burning from out, this. Right? Like, and we've concept. done a we've done a podcast on burnout and it I think these are all linked is this idea of hustle eventually leads to And I should I don't know if I should talk about this because I think I'm also like severely addicted and like obsessed with like hustling even though I feel like I'm not in my head. Yeah, I would say that is a problem. Let's let's talk about that in the kind of like debate conversation section after Should we get into our studies? studies? Let's do our studies. Yeah, but let's I want to hold on to that because we definitely have a problem with hustling. Um, <laughs> do you want to do? Your I study wish first? mine was stripping. I really want to strip. <laughs> I want to learn how to strip well. I think I could. Okay, I'm gonna start my study. Um, so Microsoft Japan just released a study a few weeks ago that they had brought their work week down to four days over the summer, and then they've done all this research and they ultimately realized. Uh, productivity increased 40%. Okay, I always hear stuff like this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think... Um, but how? Well, yet to be determined. I think the idea is a lot of people who have typical jobs can actually do them more efficiently, but don't because it's just spread over longer periods of time. And so they, in this, in this case, they were encouraged to spend less time in meetings and less time doing emails. So they were given hmm. some tools that was like, a lot of research actually leans into being that meetings are a big waste of time. People end up talking, 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 and it's very ineffective. It's very inefficient. And so, you know, maybe that's one thing. Instead of having three hours of meetings a day, you now suddenly have three extra hours. That you Also, can... meetings, sometimes you do them and you think you're accomplishing things because you're talking about what you're going to accomplish. And then by the end of the <laughs> meeting, you're like, wow, great. Well, we did okay, great well, work. we did great work. We get and the day off now. <laughs> you have to go do the thing and you're like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Like, yeah. meetings are weirdly, like, make your brain think you're doing things when really you're just talking about what you're going Honestly, to do. Honestly, I think that it's almost like a mental trick. Um and I, I'm reading a book about introverts right now, and it kind of talked about how the difference between many like East Asian cultures and American culture is like introverts versus extroverts. But so much of meetings in America is about being boisterous and having like this personality is what sells you. And so I think in conversations and meetings, you often see that come out. You follow people who seem really confident, want to talk, have great ideas. But the other introverted way is to just be more deliberate and just say exactly what you mean and only talk about the things that are necessary and not need to be like over the top. I just thought that was like an interesting anecdote. I feel like we've never had like jobs that require like meetings. But we still we still have meetings. Yes. We do. Yeah, yeah. We but get not together that and often. have meetings and sometimes they're big and thoughty and it is like they're thoughty, probably yeah, it's like a photo. Take a photo. Um, but- so other studies have been done on this by other companies as well. They've changed to four days a week and realized employees were happier, less stressed, and 20% more productive overall. I think it's obvious that you'd be happier and less stressed, like obviously working less. But I think that the productivity is what people are really being like, wow, when people work less, suddenly they're actually putting out more. Maybe because they're not burnt out. We don't exactly know why. Or maybe because they're just realizing they have to be more efficient. And as a result, it makes them become efficient at everything um shake shack shake shack is doing it wait what (laughs) okay you just randomly looked at me went shake shack well that's another example of a company that has decided their managers will now work four day weeks just the managers i think or they're trying to they tested it on certain employees and now they're trying to roll it out realizing it it brought on like better well that's what you need is information showing in this world of capitalism that it creates more productivity for people to actually take this seriously. So it's good. But you've heard this a lot. Like, Yeah, and in Sweden, it wasn't four days a week. I think they changed from eight hours a day to six hours a day and saw a similar thing. Wow. Hashtag Sweden. Everything's so always like just, Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. Let's just work less. 
I believe the counter argument to it is that the cost is often higher for businesses, right? Because you are paying. I mean, if the productivity You're is higher, you wouldn't think so. You're not going to pay people less. Yeah, the people, whole idea is you pay yeah. them the same. So as a result, I think they tried it with nurses. Uh, somewhere there was a study and it was more effective, but they realized they had to hire so many more nurses yeah, right, okay. at the same price because to fill those slots and it became a problem. But obviously... If so this is Nintendo in Japan is like the main... Pro- Microsoft. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah no worries. <laughs> I just assume Japan, Nintendo. I was like, well, okay, there's Microsoft in Japan. Okay, Greg, there's Microsoft <laughs> in Japan and it's not just Nintendo. God. So stupid. Anyway, I thought that was interesting because so often we convince ourselves that working more is better. I do convince myself of that. And there's so much evidence to also say your brain actually has to shut off to become more creative in that workspace yeah. sometimes. If all you do is think about it, you never get perspective on so it. So much easier said than done. Yeah. Like, I know that that sounds like crazy. And there's probably people listening who are like, you're insane, like YouTubers who like, are a part of hustle porn culture. Like if there's one thing I'd say, it's like that I think I work way too much, but I don't at least talk about it all the time, which I find other YouTubers do. There's this weird like culture within YouTube. I think it's sort of like actually depleted a lot now. Because um, I think it became off as a little fake. I think there was a time and it be- it was like motivational culture. And I think because YouTubers actually have to be an actor, a producer, a director. Like mm-hmm. you have to do wear every single hat. Whereas like when you get into uh, like a Hollywood setting, you realize that what you're actually doing as a job, you see 10 different people do mm-hmm. individually. Like you'll see a producer, you'll see an audio person, you'll see a camera person, yeah. and then you'll be like, I do all that. So I think as as YouTubers started to like go to Hollywood, they started to be like, wait, I work so much harder than these right. actors. I work so much harder than these producers. They and need it's to also know. probably a form of natural selection among popular YouTubers. You have to have that work ethic to get to yeah. that point, but that doesn't mean it's healthy. But it also it also is an issue, I think, with YouTube in general. So what I find is like a lot of YouTubers do work really hard and I don't know if they necessarily work super effectively. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is so personal and biased, but I find a lot of the like things that I watch that are meaningful and like deep and seem like they're really well thought out aren't on YouTube. Everything on YouTube seems like it's curated pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. It's like, Definitely, Very few people are like spending a year on a project. No, I mean, they're actually thinking like, how do we build systems to like work really efficiently, really fast, produce and more. produce things? Because that's how like the algorithm works. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, of course, people are gonna like be obsessed with hustling and maybe explain to people around them that's how you get successful because that's all YouTubers really know and influencers. Like, and I do think you do have to work really hard to become successful, but that kind of can get into my study, which is that all of this concept of like success and working hard is just like completely tainting our ability to like be fulfilled humans okay so what is your study okay so it's um actually an essay that conglomerates a bunch of studies together i was doing a bunch of research and this sort of came together for me as the most clear thing as something i want to talk about about workism. <laughs> it's like this word that this person like made up that just like helps you contextualize okay. it oh so my god you're looking what? at me scary no not at all oh, oh my god oh my i'm god. just i was just, like what's work is so it's like a belief that work is not only necessary for like economic production so to make money uh but it's also the centerpiece of one's identity and life's purpose uh so it's the belief that essentially like your work is gives you per- meaning. gives you meaning which this is what i gives think you i value. suffer from and yeah. actually <laughs> they think is like a huge issue because all millennials potentially suffer from this. So this is like an anecdote. So in 19, 
80. The highest earning men actually worked fewer hours per week than middle class and lower income men. So they're like, okay, in the 80s, if you were a rich man, this is kind of like honestly intuitive, like what I would think. Mm -hmm. You're a rich man. You're at the top of your game. You actually work less because you like earned it Mm -hmm. or whatever. But then they found as recently as 2005, it was actually the richest 10% of married men who had the longest work week. So they're like, Mm -hmm. wait, something has shifted where these people with affluence are now working more than ever. And they're like, why? And so the thesis of this essay is that the actual reason is because we've gotten to a point where working hard is the reason we live. We The reason we have work, purpose. Okay. It used to be like working, you would essentially work to live as opposed to live to work, right. which is now what's happening. And it was actually interesting. I read this other like really old essay from the 30s and they were just like, yeah, by 2019, everyone's going to work two days a week and like robots are going to do everything and you're going to all have five day weekends. And like, I was like, Oh my God, of course that's what they thought. And here we are. They probably look at us and be like, Like, chill the frick out. Like you freaking idiots, like relax. Like you have, that's been a big conversation around even like social media, AI, these things are supposed to help make our lives more efficient, better. But the fact that we now have access to email at all times, actually makes us work more and i think it's so not helping us and social media is a huge part of this like what yeah. we're talking about that hustle culture that mm-hmm. that's what we see we want to mimic what we see yeah. so in a recent pew uh research report uh they found <laughs> that 95 percent of teens said having a job or a career that they enjoy would be extremely or very important to them as an adult and this was ranked higher than any other priority such as helping other people who are in need which was 81 mm-hmm. percent or even getting married which is 47%. Wait, what, what, say it one more time. So the thing that was most They were studying people? teens. They're, they're realizing that teens are suffering from depression at higher and higher rates. So they were studying them specifically to learn about that. Yeah. But what they found is that kids reported, 95% of kids said that having a job or a career that they enjoy right. would be extremely or very important. More important to them than getting married <laughs> or helping others. Okay. So it's the whole concept that you need a job Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. That. Yeah, to fulfill you. To fulfill you, exactly. You can't just work some other job and then fulfill yourself outside of work wow is this reversible like can we well i think this is why youtubers and influencers are huge this is why i'm like i know we argue about gary v a lot but i'm like it's 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 like it's a detrimental uh thought process to have i have it philosophy philosophy i have it but i i don't like to talk about it like yeah you don't don't know what i'm saying you you don't you probably suffer from work addiction but you don't uh, glorify it. Yeah, I don't say that it's like, oh, you don't tell people to do it to because it. you probably see and feel the detrimental side of it. 
I don't know if it's even that thought or, through. Or, or, I actually think I'm not a workaholic. Only recently have I started to realize in like a time of crisis that um, my mode is to work. I think you're a workaholic. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but my point is, <laughs> it's easy to me if you think you're not. If you think that I am, my point is that I didn't think I am, but now I'm starting <laughs> to think that I am. <laughs> Um, yeah. So also they're like one of the most common occupations in the U S is a cashier. And so if we constantly tell people that like your Mm. job has to be meaningful, like that is a job that, you know, can have long periods of boredom or like busy work. And then it's creating like this depression and this anxiety when really it's like the, in order to be happy. Well, I wonder you need to have, sorry, I just want to say this because in order to be happy, the most happy people are the people who find meaning in their life outside of work. So that's the end of this essay. And so I'm just trying to say like, how do we create a culture where we- That allows for us allo- to find to and be like, not be feel less successful. Yeah. yeah, actually spending your time with your friends and your family is going to make you happier. That's freaking cool. It's not cool to have this many followers, this many right. retweets, be like this successful. Or this much money. This right? much I guess money. we talk about yes. different cultures that don't value, it's not that they don't value money, but they don't value- glorifying being rich so it's not like in some scandinavian countries it's not popular allegedly i mean i obviously don't live there but we've heard that it's like not as common to flaunt your wealth yeah when i went to norway they said that the richest neighborhood was actually like over the hill in oslo because the people don't want their houses to be seen because they're ashamed of their wealth which is very which you could argue i mean in america and canada wealthy people also put their houses out other places because they want privacy yeah that's true but but but, but also it's like there's another whole aspect which is like look at my lamborghini look at my like yeah i want like i'm gonna drive around although whenever i hear a loud ass lamborghini i'm like (laughs) oh my god okay climate change is real i don't need to hear your combustion engine like this is not (laughs) cool (laughs) i would the only last thing i was gonna say is i wonder culturally if the if this is tied to the rise of automation and jobs that are and will be replaced by robots. So it's making, and as a result uh, it makes us feel like we need to find jobs that robots can't do. But that's but the maybe thing I don't that think the people ever... from the 30s would be like then chill the f out. Yeah, like, why do you need a job? Just let the robots do it. Okay, so the last thing I'll say which I think is important to know is this doesn't mean that you don't work at all. Okay, this is about how like work is a very important part from what I can understand from these studies of uh diverse happy life. So in poorer countries, the average work week is even longer than the United States. Um, And when they find and study these people, if they're ever long, any version of long-term unemployment is actually really devastating. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how they did this study. I was trying to figure it out and I couldn't figure it out. So I don't even know if it's worth quoting because I literally was Googling (laughs) so much and was like, how can this guy just say this? But they were saying that long-term unemployment is even more wrenching than losing a loved one. I mean, I think that that's jargon. I couldn't find that. <laughs> You're like, so I actually like, the just shouldn't have said that. Okay, well, interesting. Back, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it, it can cause gen, genuine turmoil. Well, yeah. The point is it's important sense. to have a distraction in many ways. Like, we are obviously human beings. Like, we have this ability and need to want to work. It's not about not working full stop. It's probably about British, doing full nothing. Right? But it's about it's about allowing ourselves to have more free time, understand that happiness is more balanced. And I think we have gotten too far to one side of hustle culture. We now are glorifying this concept so much that we're actually making ourselves sick and sad. And I really, really want to try and figure out how 
to shift this because I think just being a YouTuber, I'm just like so baked into this. Like I don't like all of our peers are so obsessed with showing off. Okay, well, I, I kind of want to debate this a little bit. Okay, so why don't yeah. we, we'll take a little break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about our thoughts in general and kind of, I don't know, face off. Cause I have some different opinions. I know you I do. <laughs> Am I going to get murdered for making fun of Gary Vee? Like people love him. No, he Why was at that you YouTube murdered? summit, like in Casey Neistat interviewed like him, and Gary everyone v. was like, like I on think... their feet, like clapping, and I was sitting there, Ugh, like, what Greg, the hell? You're so, you're so that person sometimes. No, what do you mean? Wait, what does that totally mean? What do you mean that person? Because it's like, can you let other people enjoy something that you don't? But no, I just thought it was confusing to me. I was like, this message seems like so, based on what we're talking about, so misguided and problematic. What was the message in your view? It was that like he has like shown people the light that if you work hard and pull your bootstraps off and don't sit at home and watch TV in the evenings and actually follow your dreams, you can become successful, rich and fly on private jets. But that's not really what he says. He himself, like, I feel like you have a misunderstanding. I've listened enough of him to hear him constantly say he doesn't give a crap about money. He doesn't want to have like a bullshit. No, sorry. He doesn't want his money to buy fancy cars to be on a private jet. Like his what does he want his money for? To do more interesting things in the world is what he would claim. That he'd rather his enjoyment comes from the doing of the thing and then the money allows him to do bigger and more better things. So then I'd be and like, stop pushing so- hustle culture then. What? Like do better things for the world and start trying to like, I don't know, promote the concept that healthcare work would be an amazing job. I hope he said that at some point. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying like, can <laughs> <Okay>. you... <laughs> You can't criticize someone for not accommodating every single viewpoint that you have. And I think a lot of people who maybe are unemployed can listen to the things that he's saying and find motivation. Because when you're in a dark spot and you are confused and lost and don't know what to do, sometimes words like that actually do help. Or they make you worse because they make you feel even more like upset about the situation you can't get out of. You listened to him enough. I think this is a problem you have. You know some of the things he says. That's true. But you actually don't. No, I've listened to a lot of his podcasts. Okay, I didn't know I was dating a Gary V. Fry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. Like, I feel like I'm gonna get literally sniped for saying that. No, I think you're you're fine to criticize, and I also would criticize some things that he says. And I, I, not to criticize him wholly. I just think like there's some things I get out of the things he says that are really helpful, and other things that I go, I'm gonna ignore that part because yeah, it's not that true. useful to me. He's not forcing you to listen, to and him. he's not saying he knows everything. But if you find him interesting, he obviously has. I think what people want, and this is not new; it's universal, is to look at people who are experts and understand how they got there. I yeah. think the illusion, though, and the fallacy is that individual successes are actually not indicative of what the path to success is. Yeah. But I think about Lily. So she's had issues with this too. Like Lily, her merch. Super Lily Singh. Yeah. yeah. Um, her merch says hustle. Like there's been some sort of backlash in the sense that she was like, I'm going to take a break and didn't really. And she mm-hmm. really does talk about hustling all the time. Yeah. And I think it's the same issue. But then I'm like, I know her and she's the most amazing hard worker I've ever met. And I'm mm-hmm. like, without that hard work, I don't think she'd be where she is. But then the issue is that like, is that the end goal? Like at what? Yeah. And we also don't know for her, for anyone else, what that leads to long term, what mental state that provides a person with. Right. So yeah. that's what I think some people are uh, rightfully so criticizing all these different people who are supporting like the idea of hustling is because so many people are also doing that and then 
like becoming depressed. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. real and thinking they're worthless because they've worked so hard and didn't get the success that others have had. And that's what I mean. I think the fallacy is that, you know, we've had a certain amount of success on YouTube, but it would be a lie to be saying like that's the path. We got lucky in so many ways and you can't contr- yeah. you can't you can't factor in everything. I think I've heard Bo Burnham say it before where it's like he is somebody who got famous through YouTube and he became a really successful comedian. But when asked, he's like, yeah, it's like also like a million different variables I couldn't have controlled that like got me luckily here. Yeah, that's and true. And I can't tell someone else to follow my path because if we did it a million times, maybe it only happens this one time. Yeah, saying you need to work hard is like the simplest, easiest way. It's like, of course you do. But yeah, like there's so much other And also it's so stuff. belittling to how many people work That's the hard. thing that frustrates me. It's like, it's not just that like work. Okay, yeah. That's but true. some people in the Western culture though do need that kick in the butt. I think working hard is not the only factor <laughs> excuse me um but it is <laughs> a big everybody. one if you want to be successful in certain ways you you have to sacrifice some things you but i think the bigger issue we're coming across now is what 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 is your idea of success why can't you be happy without a ton of money why can't you be happy having more than most people like many people who are middle income are still unhappy. I really think, think social media is a big contributor of this because yeah. we are seeing people glorifying their lifestyles, glorifying every aspect of their life. Even if they're not super like rich or famous, people put on social media the things they do in, they li- in their life that are glorified, that are positive, that involve money, that are rich. That's like what you do. It's like we don't ever... I always think about how a really good Instagram would be just all the shitty parts of your day. Just like yeah. like like all your fights. All, just, just like, like no one would watch it. No, maybe no one would watch it. I think have like, tried that. I think that's yeah. been a conversation about like a funny way. And then to, it just comes off as like inauthentic like, right. vulnerability. Because now something. you're like trying to capture yeah. bad moments. But I do think social media is just like we are at a really cool turning point where I think people are starting to understand this. We're making a podcast about this. There is a backlash. I think for me personally, like the other day, like I'm going on as like the – token gay guy on like the Canada's version of the view called the social <laughs> on Thursday. Um, is it the token gay guy though? I mean like no, they I, have I, a I lot of gay guys like, on that show. Cause I do comedy. Wait, no, it's only women. Oh, but I mean, what? as guests, I'm sure lots of gay guys come on that show on a show of all women. I think they bring in a lot of gay guys. As That's my point. Hosts. It's like, uh, it's now my turn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it, they asked like Greg, like what I, it was like, what's one surprising thing about you? And Mitch, you just turned to me like that. You come off as very like laissez-faire and like, oops, I broke something. But really deep down, you're like a workaholic who works super hard. And blah. and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> why? I don't know if that's what I should write. Yeah, that's not like a funny haha moment for them. <laughs> but I mean, it makes me realize that I am like I I have fallen into this trap. Like I look at people online who are successful. I do think in my heart of hearts that in order to get there, I need to work harder. So when we have crises like on our channel say it's not doing as well or if we're you know like feeling bad about ourselves because we're suffering in some way like maybe we didn't make as much money one month I immediately go okay I need to work harder Mm -hmm. and what I'm like learning and trying to realize now is like no that's not true like I should bask in that discomfort and I should also start to realize that if I actually just want to be happy it's about building a relationship with my friends and family. It's about enjoying time off. It's about having hobbies and having a better balance with work. Work isn't going to solve the issues in your life, but I think it will because I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I am looking and around for 
guidance and all it's telling me is like work hard to make more money or whatever and that'll make you happy but it won't i think it's just an instinct as well if you a lot of people waste a lot of time just answering emails because it feels like work so when you're in a point where you want to push harder, like working more, <laughs> I'm like, I don't like, have that issue. I'm like, I literally. Well, we're email. really bad at emails, but you know what I mean. We start to do, <laughs> you start to do make work. You start to find ways. It feels like there should oh, yeah, be a correlation. True. If I work harder, I get back better, more results. Mm-hmm. I think that couldn't be less true in a creative field. In many ways, of course, working harder can lead to more success but it's not necessarily correlative like, actually you're good at that i feel like sometimes i go oh my god this is a task i can do and i start mindlessly doing something in order to like make myself feel better but you're good at being like wait what is good work smart work like you i feel like you're weirdly come off as more of a workaholic than i am but you're not is that true are you calling me lazy no <laughs> see no i'm, I'm joking, not I'm, joking, I'm, joking. I'm not like i, I feel think like you i still suffer the internal turmoil though like I do think what happens to me is I shut down if I'm overwhelmed. So it it's like a defense But that's mechanism. maybe good. Yeah, but it doesn't feel good. When I shut off, it doesn't feel good. So I oh. might not be working, but I might be really anxious or like not depressed clinically. But like, like what do you mean sa- you shut off? Like what like happens? If, if I become overwhelmed because something at work is not going well or there's too much on my plate, I start to be like, I, I can't do any of it. And literally I can't do anything. So I just have to sit down and do nothing. That it's, seems like I so wish. I think that in one way. That's not hustle cult. No, I know. But it's also that reaction is not good. What I'm working on now is to be comfortable and become complacent and happy with where I'm at. You know, instead of shutting down. Say, yeah. Okay, there's a lot going on. I just, I'm going to be in it. I'm going to give myself some time off here. I'm going to schedule around the work. I can never catch up to the amount of work I have. We know this. I don't know if everyone feels this in every job, but I think a lot of people do. There will always be more work. Yeah. And something we realized as we with ASAP Science became more popular and built a team, you always make more work. Yeah. You never, ever, ever hit the point where you have done everything you want to do in this world, where you have made as much money that you think you should make in this world. Like, if especially if you're a creative, like, if you paint, you're not just going to stop one day and be like, I did it. Yeah. I am done. And so I think work is the creative force in a lot of people's lives. And as a result, they aren't realizing and we're all not realizing there is no end point. So if we can be enjoying it in the process, that is the best thing you can do. So I don't think the problem is working hard or working a lot. But I think it's this idea that if you work hard, harder things will be better you will be happier yeah i know i suffer from that like at the ending of this uh study they say one study found the happiest young workers were those who said around the time of their college graduation that they preferred careers that gave them time away from the office to focus on their relationships and their hobbies so i thought about relationships and hobbies and i think relationships is one thing i really pride myself on caring about i care about my friends and my family like deeply but hobbies i'm like that's painting, that's comedy, and I don't ever do those without thinking what's the end goal. Like, I, what is the function? Yeah, my therapist will always yeah. be like, wait, you started doing comedy because you needed a creative outlet. Why are you, like, using constantly thinking about the yeah. end goal of it? Or even painting, I, like, the reason I don't do it is because I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a painter right now, like, maybe later in my life, but it's like, no, hobbies. I think that's something, something that I wish more people talked about like i wish more youtubers said okay this is my youtube channel but my hobby is literally hiking 
I'm maybe I'll film it once, but right. I'm not but it's necessarily not my, it's nothing to do with my job. No, it's actually where I go and I think and I like. I can't remember if we talked about this in our podcast before, but they find an association to people who win um, like Nobel Peace Prizes and like high science awards is that they have uh, many different interests that are unrelated. Yeah, well, to that's their work. your book that you're reading. Range is yeah. all about that. It, yeah, it's an amazing book. Uh, David Epstein is the writer and it is really just about how we've been convinced and told that we have to specialize and become the best at one thing but so many people that are amazing at one thing have these ranges that they rely on and you learn so many skills you might be great at hiking and without intentionally <laughs> doing, I'm really good at walking on what a I mean is you might learn a lot from that that's applicable to your job that you're not even realizing yeah. translates you might learn music and that might help your brain to think in a totally new way that isn't or, you just going I'm doing it because of this yeah or you might just be present because you're in nature and that's you might what you just do. enjoy life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to. It, interesting that you brought up hobbies because I had a second study. I'm just going to say it really quickly. I didn't choose this one, but they found that spending time on hobbies boosts your confidence at work, but only if your hobby is different from work. Yeah, and okay. they said that hobbies that are too similar actually have a detrimental effect on your work. Huh, interesting, because you're probably constantly comparing. Then that, and it's like, also, then your brain is never getting a break. If your hobby is only to complement your work, suddenly you are actually working all the time. I feel like I needed more of a hobby that's like soccer. Like something that so clearly could never be used yeah, for a job. Like, yeah. Yeah, because even comedy, I like. it's because I actually make it about science. I do comedy about science to try and figure out literally how do I communicate science in mm -hmm. a funny way. So now I'm like, oh God. It's a job, yeah. Yeah, and even when I painted, I painted like pine okay, what cells. Are, okay. Oh my God. For the two of us, okay. what are hobbies that okay. we... Soccer, literally. <laughs> okay. okay, do soccer. No, I'm going to pick for you and okay. you're going to pick for me. What hobby the other person has to pick up? Okay. Also, if you're listening to this, hashtag side note podcast, tell us. Hello, because oh, yeah, I really like, want to mind people. What suits Greg and yeah. what suits me, or what's like something out of our comfort zones that's completely different too? Wow, turning this like podcast into people giving us free therapy. Okay, for okay, you, yours is sewing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna become a sewer. Wait, but I've you're gonna literally fix all never, our clothes, Mitch. I've never shown. Any interest in sewing? Yeah, I thought. Oh, we have to be interested in it. Well, I don't know. I just mean I'm like I'm not going to do that. I'm literally not. I've tried to sew things before and it didn't work. Blood, blood, blood all over my thumb. That's what happened. Well, the, okay. So you've had experience and you don't like it. Okay, that's different. Okay, I'll think. You, you tell me what's for me. Okay, obviously you're a brilliant singer, songwriter, composer. But that's something I go. Well, I should write songs for ASAP Science. Oh, fudgesicles. Or I'm like, I'm gonna be a singer and that's gonna be my I new see job. See what you mean? It's like okay, but obviously everyone listening's like. Okay, they're obviously toxically obsessed with ASAP <laughs> Science, and we need to like figure out how to move on from that. Um, like that's why I tennis, think cooking. I, I literally signed up for tennis lessons. Are you serious? Yeah, in January. Wait, okay, I used wow. to play tennis. My boyfriend and then didn't I even tell me this. Wow, my boyfriend <laughs> didn't even tell me this. Wow, we don't even know each other. Wait, cooking for me, cooking for me, cooking for yeah. You're right. That is separate. I was gonna say one that I think really a lot of people are connecting with because also it's really good for your mental health. Is this it's for me or is this for everyone? For everyone, but for you. Meditation. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because it intentionally is yeah. doing less. It's not about... I need to meditate. I mean, ironically, you could switch it and be like, it will help you be smarter and better at work, but that's like this hobby thing. Right? I used to listen to my meditation podcast at 1.5 times the speed and I was like, I think this isn't like what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Uh, like, I just get this, get through this. Uh, yeah, okay, that's cute. Okay, well, everyone should think of. Wait, no. you barely said anything for me. I said, 
meditation. No, you said that for everyone listening. I'm jealous of them. I'm jealous okay. of the listeners. Well, you love painting and you should be doing that. Yes. Okay, and you wow, do it good. sometimes but don't do it very often and I don't think there's that much crossover with ASAP science. I'm literally obsessed with and scared of like time and when I paint, I literally will paint and I'll look at the clock and six hours will pass. I would have thought it was 10 minutes and I'm like, ah! <laughs> but that's obviously a great sign of my brain being like that's so in something. The okay. flow state. So okay. you're going to paint. I'm going to play tennis. Play tennis and cook for me. <laughs> no, you're going to cook, I thought. No, you are. <laughs> well, that's why I want you to sew. So we each have some household chores we can do. <laughs> Wait, what? What am I going to sew? Like, just be like, I made you, you a shirt? You rip all your pants. I know, and I just wear them. Oh, but you then you eventually get rid of them. And I know. I literally reasonable. have holes in my crotch at all times. <laughs> okay. Okay, hustle culture wow, that was is, I think, not good, ultimately. And I think it's... I, okay, here's what I think. Final thoughts. Hustle culture has its role, but to a limit. And, and we I have think reached, people, We have surpassed the limit. And I think it's similar to social media. It can have a great role, can have a positive impact, to a limit. Uh, money can have a positive impact, to a limit. And I think... They're Our cultures pass the limits on all on three all, of those. On things. all these things, yes, yeah, I think, and they're so all too. sort of related. They're all related. So I think that is my takeaway. Use the parts of it that are good, but no, it doesn't provide. And that's the biggest lie: is that you're going to constantly be chasing something that doesn't exist. It's like a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. It does provide you with something, but it never makes you hit that limit. You always want more. It literally is a drug addiction. Boo! Positive note to end on. Well, no. it is because it actually makes people realize that, like. Okay, let's take us for example. We have a very popular YouTube channel. Depressed. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be like, don't know if it's caused any happiness. (laughs) No, like, honestly. No, it obviously has in some ways, but you're right. It's created a lot of stress. But I think the takeaway is, like, it's created a lot of stress. It's created, like, a distorted view that we now have to talk about hustle (laughs) culture on our podcast. And maybe a lot of people listening are like, those people are psycho. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, in a different world, I'd be a teacher and be like, this probably isn't an issue for me. Maybe it is, but maybe it's not as big an issue for me. Hmm. anyways love you all so very very much yeah um speaking of hustle culture and us maybe like they're also like oh really you hustle so hard because you just randomly don't release podcasts for like so true but then you said somebody who listens was like it makes me sad when you don't and now we're like we gotta release them every week (laughs) yeah no so yeah two people this week actually came up to on the street and they're like you know okay let's clear that up it makes me sad when you don't release I hope it can be fine that we we are trying to keep this podcast up regularly. I think we okay, get we're ev- so dumb. We should have made that the point of this hustle, hustle culture thing to all culminate in the point where we say, so you know what? Stop if we forcing ever, us to be hustler. If we ever take time off of this podcast, it's because we're on hikes and we're meditating. <laughs> and we actually are when that does happen. Yeah. But I uh, know we'll try to keep this regular. I know we took a big hiatus for a while. We're back. It may not be every week, but we try to keep it up like every And every we are week. enjoying it a lot. And yeah. I think in the, we it's went fun. through a lot of things in the summer that involved us truly taking a lot of time for ourselves, which is fun. Mm-hmm. We hope you, we appreciate everyone who's still listening. Thank you guys so much. If you suffer from hustling and you have the same feeling, like let us know about it because it's hard. It is hard. And I don't know the exact way to break out of it because I think a lot of us have been conditioned from a young age to buy into this ever more so recently so let us know your experience with hustle culture hashtag side note podcast or you know tweet us or use uh, on instagram and cut to like every little kid on tiktok hustling so hard to try and make it yeah including us like Inclu- sadly sadly <laughs> including us but honestly people on tiktok are funnier than like every comedian every comedian in the world. they're like 14 years old <laughs> uh okay thanks for fun. listening and we'll talk to you guys soon hopefully next week maybe not because we're taking a hiatus joking we're just <laughs> we're just not hustling but we're working hard i promise <laughs> Bye.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.